0: I think I'm a bit of a visionary for me in that I always see the end goal. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I've realized I don't need to know the how-to. It will figure itself out.
1: In this two-part episode of Your Truth Shared, I speak with Joanne Sweeney, former broadcast journalist, PR lecturer, CEO, entrepreneur and author. And in this first conversation together, we talk about the power of voice, your significance, your blueprint for life, and so much more. And next week, we'll be speaking to Joanne again, five years later, to see how she's brought her business and her life to the next level. This is A Lady Without Limits, and I urge you to tune in for both these episodes. I'm Fanola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I always find you so inspiring okay, and so practical. And I like this and I love that and I've read some of your stuff and you always like to focus on three deliverables <laughs> and you just have this great story and great way to make things more accessible and easy for people to understand. OK, now I want to hear about your story. Some of it, it's TEDx. I'd like to hear your entrepreneurial story. Because that is also extremely inspiring because you're extremely prolific and you just go for it. You just keep your head down and you keep going and you have this grit and determination. And I should stop waffling now and I will let you speak.
0: You know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, Joanne, you're inspiring. And I don't I don't anymore. Discredit that comment because if somebody says it, they mean it, Yes. and they mean it wholeheartedly. Um, and I guess saying it after watching my TEDx talk, then I really should take it on board because yes. that was one of the most difficult things, believe it or not, that I have really? ever done, was deliver that TEDx talk. And I think you could tell that I was nervous and I was I was being vulnerable. Yes. And it's not something that I am very good at because you know I'm always happy and smiling, and actually. You know, it's the truth, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. But not very often I would go into the personal, the personal stuff so much. So um, yes, if you're going to watch my TEDx talk, which is my pinned tweet, yeah. uh, you can also uh, Google it. It's on my YouTube channel. It's called "Up uh, Speaking, Standing Up to Talking Down," and it's about how I found my voice eventually after a. Uh, not finding it and not using it and then discovering it and it's interesting because I've always been a storyteller for NOLA I mean that's my trade that's my craft Mm. starting off as a broadcast journalist when I was 13 I wanted to be paid to tell stories and so Mm. I wondered, what could I be? And then I said, oh, I'll be a journalist. Mm. Um, and that's what started off my career. And I did become a journalist and I worked in radio. And it it was so empowering to sit behind a microphone and to have 60 odd thousand people listen to me every day who were tuning in. And it was news up in Donegal and Highland Radio. Mm. And I just felt a huge sense of something bigger than me. Yeah. Um, you know, we know in life, um, as human beings, we need to have significance. Mm. Um, and so that gave me the significance that I really never had.
1: Um, Hold on. That's important because we don't always know that we need significance. We don't know that.
0: Okay, right. Yeah, well, maybe it's a recent discovery for me. Yeah, and, I think that's a powerful mm, message. Yeah, Does so... We
1: have our own significance to bring.
0: Yeah, we do. And, you know, in my world, my significance um, hangs off the fact that I'm a mother. Yeah. So proud of having two amazing children and grateful every single day. And I recently listened to Tony Robbins um, YouTube video on my travels and he talked about the blueprint in our lives. And he said, oh. when we're young, we create this blueprint for ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes we don't have happiness or contentment because we haven't fulfilled that blueprint. And I took a step back and I went, what, what was the blueprint I wanted? And I realized I wanted unconditional love wow. and I wanted to be fulfilled. And when my- did you realize that?
1: January of this year. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I know. And, you know, as also a mother, I, I think deeply about this because we
0: help shape
1: the blueprint, you know, for the- our children. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Oh. And my children will have a different oh. blueprint than I had. Again, if you listen to the TEDx talk, no. uh, being a good mother was something very important to me. And I wanted to ach- excel at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm doing a good job. You need to ask Sophie and Bobby their opinion. But I am. You are. I am. And so then the significance and the... I get them from my work is being able to have my voice and to use it and I can I interrupt
1: you now Mm. because there's an interesting point when you go from broadcaster to entrepreneur what is the tipping point or the piece that flipped you into that now I know you have An apprentice kind of appearance of like a zillion years ago but what was the point where you thought it's time now to be an entrepreneur
0: I remember the moment I remember I I left journalism after three years when I didn't get a promotion my own show or to do an investigative documentary series so when I couldn't go any further and I was hungry and ambitious to learn more Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get it I left i got a job as ceo in letter kenny chamber of commerce and became ceo at 24 wow i'd I'd managed to increase their membership by 200 and basically i created the job for myself you know Um, and then i was like oh business sales how did you do that but it was by virtue of my good communication skills and engaging people and showing them the benefits so then people then came to me and asked me to do like PR on the side. And so I needed a separate brand. And so my first PR brand was Red Communications in um, the early noughties and got myself an accountant and all of that good stuff then. So I'd been dabbling in it but I had the security of the job. And remember at this stage, Sophie was five or six years old. So there was no way I was going to jump. It actually actually turned out to be 2008. So this is my 10th year anniversary of being in business.
1: Congratulations. That
0: I, um, that I decided to make the jump. Um, I left a 90 grand job. Um, I, I felt the time was right. I felt I had the courage to do it. And that was the only thing that I can say was the tipping point. I wanted to do more and I and I knew that being self-employed would allow me to do it. And so I jumped and I jumped and it was October 2008 and the timing was absolutely rubbish, rubbish.
1: But I want to ask you this question because I know there's this rubbish, rubbish time. But (laughs) the thing that always strikes me when I think about you is that there is this drive. There is this it appears to me There is this belief that you can do
0: anything. From me? Yes. I believe that hard work pays off. And I believe that my only obstacle is myself. And that um I'm not afraid of a challenge and I'm not afraid of hard work. And you mentioned the apprentice, that's why I excelled. Mm. People got afraid of the tasks and I was like rolling up my sleeves, going, Can we start now? I guess that's because I I was a forced entrepreneur as a as a teenage mother. So I was providing at 17 years of age for me and my daughter yes. by washing dishes, by going to school by actually um getting off the bus at half four, starting a job at five o'clock, working till ten, coming home, making bottles, doing homework. So I think that grit that I have stems from years ago. And now I kind of look at, you know, the circumstances that that come along and the toughness that happens to all of us. And I go, well, I can do it. I've I've done something else worse than this before. So I hold my nerve very, very well. I'm good at holding my nerve and remaining is calm. That,
1: is that the thing? You say the hard work and I completely agree because it doesn't work without the hard work. There is no overnight su- success. There's an overnight success after that old 10,000 hours, you know, so it doesn't exist. And people think it's just going to arrive. They, that, it is the big lesson that entrepreneurs face when they start. It is a roller coaster. It is hard work. But is there something else like hard work? Big lesson, I think, from this conversation and any conversation about entrepreneurial success. But the belief and the lack of limits like you've moved, you've moved how you've positioned yourself several times throughout your career. Like and I know it's storytelling is at the heart of it. So there is this solid heart in it. But I'm interested in what's the bit that you think? Is it because it looks, yes, you have great and nerve, but there seems to be this belief, and you are something. I can't quite put my.
0: Well, you're you're, help, you're helping me tease it out as well, and um, I I don't have a have amazing self confidence, believe it or not, but I think that's quite normal. Yes that we judge ourselves, we have imposter syndrome, we think we're not good enough. And I think perhaps it's more of a female thing than a male thing, that's just my own personal opinion. I would agree. And, um, but I think I'm a bit of a visionary for me, in that I always see the end goal. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I've realized I don't need to know the how to. It will will figure itself out. (laughs)
1: Say that sentence again for everybody, because this is so important,
0: please. Vision. So I see the vision. I see the goal at the end of the road. I can see the road. I know it's long and I know there are going to be hurdles, but I can't, I don't think about that. I trust that the how to, so how I'm going to get there, I'll figure it out along the way. And then I just go and I go with it and I take basically one step at a time. If you saw my My Snapchat during my first half marathon last March 2017, and I came last. I was Snapchatting every mile because I took one mile at a time and I had the run of my life. It was amazing. So, coming last was kind of irrelevant, a bit embarrassing at the beginning, but now it's a great story. And it's just your perspective. You are the first at the other end. (laughs) I was running the longest. I was like running for three hours. That's a huge achievement.
1: Well done, bravo. You're amazing at what you do, but it hasn't translated into the success you wished for. You want to make a bigger impact and it's time to do something about it. It's time that your brand, your website and all your messaging speak to that bigger vision you have for your business. So if you're ready to build a business that moves you, moves you professionally, financially and personally, then this is our invitation to design your own success. Design Your Own Success is the ultimate live and in-person program dedicated to businesswomen
0: like you. Say goodbye to endless decision making and fragmented initiatives that never seem to move the needle far enough. Instead, spend five days in November with
1: us and our winning team at the Brook Lodge in McRaden Village, fast tracking your success. Design Your Own Success, five days in person, packed with exactly what you need to take your business to the next level. Find out more at designyourownsuccess.com and register your spot today. This is Finola and Lucy, and we can't wait to meet you there. It's something I talk about to clients a lot and about the entrepreneurial journey, because if you don't hold that vision strong in your mind, you will waver and meander makes that roller coaster ride longer. Is there something that you do that keeps the vision in your mind? And I kind of find it interesting because before we started officially recording this, you said, do you know what my vision is? <laughs> so, oh, so I did. Yes, you did. So this is clearly your message, okay? So is there t- tips that you can share with entrepreneurs to keep that firmly in their minds?
0: well you have to be able to visualize what that vision is and for me I write a lot so I always have a notebook and a pen right. I have Evernote on my phone um and which syncs with my laptop and I am constantly writing down the mini goals that will help me to get to the big goal okay. and a, a common phrase is you can't eat an elephant in one go well, you break it down I'm a huge believer in those small tasks because I'll suffer overwhelm as well um, Um, But I break down the tasks. I'm really good at prioritizing in every aspect of my life. And I don't let distractions get in the way. They have no room. We all have the same number of hours in the day. And we have to be single-mindedly focused. But at the same time, have an open mind when things are going wrong or when somebody wants to give you advice. Um, And don't mistake an advice for somebody pulling at your grit and pulling you down. You know, Explain you can't that. let that happen. Explain Well, that. lots of people will have opinions and, yes. you know, not in the world of social media, everybody has an opinion. Mm. You listen to your gut to understand what are the opinions that you should take on board. I will ask for advice and opinions and I'll gather them up. But ultimately, I listen to my gut and weigh up the context of your own situation and make a decision. And if it's wrong, it was my decision. But I won't be taken down a road where... You know, somebody no business taking me down. Um, it's, only, it's only an opinion at the end of the day.
1: I think it's that hard lesson that we learn. It's to know when is the need, when is the time to listen to advice and when is the time to stay focused. And it is because when you start in business, it you can start to self-doubt a lot at the start and to actually build up the trust in yourself that your gut is right is a big thing. So, and that's, and for me also, that is my check. Does it sit with me? Does it feel right? And I don't, I don't get so concerned with everyone has an agenda. It can be a positive agenda. It can be a negative agenda, but it's irrelevant in your story. It just means, does this fit? That's for me, that's how I do it. Thank you both.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, it's okay to say no to somebody and I've had to learn that too mm. and I would always be tend to oh I've got to do this for this person because it's easier to do it than to say no or to just not take their advice or whatever it is but that takes practice and, and I'm still practicing it um and yeah your gut your gut is your second brain yes you know who knew well I knew I again recently all these new discoveries I'm making <laughs> um, but it's your second brain it's there for a reason and if we ask ourselves in any aspect of our life or like when has our gut been wrong or yeah. when uh, do we have regrets when we didn't listen to our gut you yeah. know
1: tell me about the other interesting thing about you joanna is that you sw- you always remain constant in the storytelling and voice area now, you just moved into a new area for social media training, which is in public sector. Which So you moved from what we would see as the normal uh, marketplace for social and digital, which is with entrepreneurs and business. And you've just done a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so glad <hard> you noticed. <laughs> but it's really
1: like, I also inspired by this um, because it's so needed. You know, and it is a it's carving out a new territory for you. But tell tell everybody what you're doing because it's really interesting. So,
0: yeah, I am in the process of launching public sector marketing pros. So mm-hmm. it's a an online hub, um, but it's going to be launched with an event on June 14th in Dublin's Mansion House, starting as I mean to go on to wow people. Yes. And, um, yeah basically it's digital marketing and digital communications for public sector marketers and communications professionals so and you will online why. why is because you've already said it they absolutely need it um, <laughs> um and you know they, they would also admit that back i mean it's for us as entrepreneurs, you know, we go straight into it. They have so many limitations, and for for eight years there were limitations on employing people, investing in people, you know, recruiting new people, and um, and developing systems because we had the recession and the public sector able and the associated bills had to go down. Mm. Um, The other thing is that because I've always worked alongside in my career with the public sector, so as a journalist, um, you know, I reported on local government, um, on criminal cases, worked closely with Garda Shukana, then working in the Chamber of Commerce, obviously I was lobbying local government and national government on a range of issues. Um, And then in my own entrepreneurial world, I had them as clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Three years ago, I wrote a book on how police officers and law enforcement agencies use social media. And so that was kind of my first foray into saying, well, you know what? I am a bit of an expert in this. I have knowledge in this niche area. Um, And I realised, I guess, after a year, year and a half, that going exclusively into the world of policing and digital was too, too niche Mm. because they're still so far behind and only a small group of people within a force (laughs) have responsibility. Um, So it got me thinking last year about broadening that niche into the public sector. And so it's been on my mind for three years, but incessantly, I guess, for about 18 months. And now you will see it coming to light online.
1: So tell us where people can find out more about you. And I want you to leave everybody with three pieces of advice as a fellow entrepreneur, something that like lessons learned for you, or if you had your time over again, or you had, Sophie, beside you, starting out her own business, what would you say to her?
0: (laughs) So you can find me anywhere. Just type in Joanne Sweeney Burke into Google search and um, connect with me on LinkedIn and Google, or LinkedIn and Twitter, and I'm on Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, and my website is digitaltraining.ie. Any public sector marketers out there, you can find me at publicsectormarketingpros.com. So three tips cuz you you know I you know I love the power of three. Absolutely. Um, number one um has to be ask for help. Mm. One of my weaknesses is is reaching out and asking for help. Um and in business it's really tough. It can be really lonely. Mm. And vulnerability as Brené Brown says is a complete strength. So I'm practicing my vulnerability. Mm. Um so don't be alone. And once you speak, you can be guaranteed there'll be a flock of women and men around you going, I'm so glad you said that because I feel the same way. Wonderful. Number two, I would say is get stuck on your vision. Where do you want to be in, you know, I find it hard to do the, the long-term visions. I struggle with that, but even 12 months, 24 months and have a roadmap map for yourself just mark out key milestones don't worry about the how to again ask for help because we know in all the networks that we're in finola once you ask people will respond we're very generous with our time absolutely and then three i would say constantly learn every day is a school day for me and i'm not finished learning and the more i learn and um, the more i become better but don't make the mistake of over consuming At the risk of underproducing, because we need to produce to make money, and we're here to make money.
1: Wonderful. I love it. Let us leave on that note, and thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you'd like to find out more about Joanne, check her out on LinkedIn or on publicsectormarketingpros.com. And don't forget to come back next week and let's hear what's happening in Joanne's life five years on. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and reach out and let me know your takeaways from this episode. What would you like to know more about? Send me a message and I'll see you next week.